Hello and welcome back to Lead with Compassion with me, your host, Nico McCall. Today's episode is a continuation of episode eight. We're talking about coming out at work. In the last episode, I came out to my boss and the other managers, basically my coworkers. Now the story continues with me coming out to my employees and other people who also work in our building. I think the main concern for me as a manager coming out to my employees was that I needed a certain level of respect to maintain a productive work environment. If telling them about my transition caused them to lose respect for me, we wouldn't get things done how they needed to be done. I was also worried that too many of them would quit, ending in the same result. Based on previous conversations, I knew a few of them would most likely be supportive. Or I at least knew that it wasn't likely to negatively affect their work ethic. So while creating an overall plan with HR to come out to my entire team, I had one-on-one conversations with these few likely supportive employees. The first person I talked with was the supervisor. She and I had had many deep life conversations, which kept my nerves at a pretty low level. I didn't have any reason to suspect that she wouldn't be supportive. And the conversation went exactly how I anticipated. I hadn't had the same level of deep conversations with the second person I told. But based on her relationship with the supervisor, I just had the normal concerns. No elevated concerns. She was supportive from the beginning and honored that I was able to come to her with this information. She was genuinely excited for me. And that was an emotion I wasn't even close to feeling yet. The third person I told ahead of the main group was pretty chill and also outspoken. She had previously mentioned that her husband was out of town at a pride parade. All my employees at the time knew I was married to a woman. But let's be honest, being okay with a gay boss is different than going to a pride parade. So I felt pretty comfortable telling her. And of course, she was cool with it. With these first three employees... I decided to tell them first so that I already had a support system in case the general meeting with the team went sideways. These three could have a positive response to the news, making it more likely that others would as well. What I didn't know would happen is that I was also gaining more confidence in telling people. Not confidence as a person, But with each person that was added to my support system, I felt like my army was growing. Like I could take on more and more, tell more people, be more open about my transition. Now three of my employees know, and it's time to tell the rest of them. I scheduled a meeting with my team. HR offered to have someone on a conference call, but I opted not to go that route. 
I didn't want to put more pressure on the news. Leading up to the day of the meeting, I was, of course, nervous. The usual negative thoughts swirling around in my mind. But at the same time, this one felt easier. Because I knew a few of the people already knew. I wasn't alone going into this one. I knew that even if every other employee walked off the job, I would at least still have these three that supported me. Well, the day finally came when I had my team circled around me. I told them that I was coming out as transgender and had already started my transition from female to male. I let them know that I would be taking a few days off, and that when I came back, everyone was to refer to me as Nico, and use he, him, his pronouns. And I don't remember anyone having any questions. I let them know that I was working with the company, so if they had any questions or issues, they could contact HR or my boss. Their general attitude when I got back was, you do you. If it makes you happy, then good for you. And how they behaved at work mirrored that sentiment. I didn't have any backlash for now. And that was really it for telling people with my company. But there are other people we work with. My team and I work with a group of people employed by a different company. Our two different teams work pretty closely on a daily basis, so I knew I would have to tell them. Telling them, for some reason, took me back to the struggles with my self-worth. With my team, I was concerned they would judge me as a boss, but not as a person. With this other team, I was worried about being judged as a person. We didn't really hang out outside of work, and I didn't really care about their opinions in general. What this tells me now, that I wasn't able to understand back then, is that I didn't really care about them judging me for transitioning. I was already judging myself for transitioning and projecting that judgment onto them. Someday I am really going to have to unpack this internalized transphobia. I am getting tired of that luggage taking up space. What I decided to do about telling this other team was one of the most conflict-adverse options I had. While I was away from work for those few days, I messaged one of the employees who was the most likely to be supportive. I told her everything and asked that she spread the word with her team. One of her coworkers had never met a gay person before meeting me. She grew up in a religion that told her it was a sin, but instead of judging me, she peppered me with questions about being a lesbian. I was always open to answering her questions, and it just became something we did. If there was something about the LGBTQ community in the news, she would seek out my opinion. 
she has a blunt way about her. But all her questions come from genuine curiosity and wanting to know me as a person. But early on in my transition, I couldn't take the questions. I could not bear the thought of her asking me questions. There was too much unknown in what she might ask, and it felt mentally and emotionally overwhelming. So I asked the initial person I reached out to to have all questions directed to her. I let her know that while everyone meant well, I just couldn't take any questions for a while. And that was one of the first times I verbally stated a boundary I had with another person, outside my wife. I didn't consciously decide that it was a boundary I had and then chose to state. I just knew that I couldn't even think about having to answer questions. It felt more like a plea than a boundary. And it didn't last. She came and asked questions. And I did my best to answer them. Fortunately, it turned out that I was okay not keeping that boundary. Going back to one of the first episodes when I came out as a lesbian to my mom, after initially telling her, we didn't really talk about it. And I needed to talk about it. It was kind of the same situation with this person. I didn't know that I needed to continue talking about transitioning, but she kept coming back and asking me questions. And that helped to dissipate this taboo cloud I used to shroud my transition. A pattern I'm starting to notice with myself is that the longer I go without talking about something, the more hidden it feels. And the more hidden it feels, the more shame I feel. The more I talk about something, the easier it is to let go of any shame I feel. This one person kept coming to me, asking questions, talking about my transition. But some of her other co-workers are more like me. They don't like to talk about things they aren't comfortable with. And I didn't continue having trans conversations with most of my employees. Most of us just pretended the changes weren't happening. This led to me being misgendered a lot. So here's the thing with telling people you are transitioning. They play a part in it too. We, the trans person, are reliant on the people we tell to use the correct name and pronouns. It could mean death for us if you out us by saying the wrong thing. Did I feel that I would die at work if one of these people used the wrong name or pronoun? Not necessarily, but that doesn't make it any less important. You never know who's listening. Plus, we work with the public. And sometimes I arrive or leave work when it's dark and I'm the only one there. If the wrong person heard the wrong pronoun, I could be in danger. 
that thread felt even more real at the beginning of my transition. And that was at a time when people at work got my pronouns wrong a lot. There were many times when I was standing with someone else in front of a customer. The customer would ask the other person a question that had more to do with my job, so they would say, she can help you, and point to me. This happened well into my transition. Deep voice, full beard, and all. The customer would stand there confused and wait for the person to correct themselves, but they never did. And I wasn't about to. At this point, I was perfectly fine letting the other person look like a fool. After a few beats, the customer would come over to me and ask their question, and luckily, none of those customers were waiting for me as I left work. But it was always in the back of my mind, and something I watched out for. Being willing to let that other person look like a fool was something I had to practice. Before it was obvious that I was a guy, when changes had started to happen but weren't very pronounced, every time I was misgendered, I missed a beat. Time stood still for a second while I figured out how to respond. Do I correct them? Do I just go with it? It felt like whichever gender I was called, that's how I needed to interact with that person. Most of the time, I did not have it in me to correct them, which left me doubting my maleness. Not doubting whether or not I was trans, but doubting that people saw me as male. Important only because it severely reduced my self-confidence. Once I no longer had to worry about strangers misgendering me, it was easier to let it slide from people I knew. I choose on a person-to-person -person basis whether or not to correct someone. Something to get into on a future episode. Earlier, I made light about judging myself before others could judge me, but accusing them of being the judge judging myself for transitioning and using my negative internal dialogue to convince myself that others are going to judge me when I tell them I'm trans. That's what we do, isn't it? Judge ourselves on behalf of others to save them the trouble? To put ourselves on the defense or offense, depending on your style, as a way to protect ourselves from this inevitable judgment. I'm getting to a place where I'm starting to recognize when I'm putting these accusations on a person. When I start telling myself they will hate me, judge me, think less of me, want to hurt me, leave me. If I tell them this thing about me, or if they see this part of me, I'm beginning to pause in the moment to apply some self-compassion. Acknowledge these fears. Somewhere along the way, I learned that acknowledging these fears gives them power. But I'm unlearning that. Because for me, 
acknowledging these fears takes their power away. If I say hi to them, we can converse and come to an understanding. Someday, maybe I'll be able to tell you about how I'm no longer judging myself and can easily access vulnerability. I mentioned earlier the fear of losing the respect of my employees as their boss. What I think actually happened is that I gained respect for being open and honest. I didn't give them a choice as to whether or not they would call me by my chosen name. I presented the information in a matter-of-fact way, and then I gave them space to process it how they needed to process it. If one of them said the wrong name, I would gently correct them. If one of them misgendered me, it was hit or miss whether or not I corrected them. That one really hit my confidence for some reason. But one of their coworkers usually stepped in and gently corrected them. This process of being open and talking about something I was going through was foreign to me. I usually kept everything pretty close. Like, I needed to keep things under wraps to protect myself from the outside world to prevent rejection. Sharing this part of me, even through necessity, is showing me that making these connections, sharing myself, trusting others with pieces of me can be quite beneficial. These small support systems I found myself making was a form of self-care, alleviating stress with each new person. I was learning that my coming out process didn't have to be all or nothing. I could continue to build my support one person at a time. Now I'm learning that coming out, sharing that I am transgender, Applying self-compassion to reach a place of vulnerability strengthens my relationships with others. It's also doing wonders for my self-confidence. We love to hear from you. Our contact info is in the show notes. Send us your questions. Tell us how you find compassion for yourself and others. Thank you for joining us. Come back Tuesday for the next episode in this coming out series. I'll see you then.